Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Today's episode is a continuation of the series that we are in called Holy Habits. Um, This is the last part of the series. So this is part three, all about quarterly spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. Um, We're just going to be going over two different practices today. And I have done these both multiple times and recently, so they're fresh on my mind and I'm pretty excited to share some of the things that I've learned and um, experienced through these. And so grab your notebook and pen and get ready to take some notes and I will catch you in the episode. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that if you haven't already and you're enjoying the podcast and you're being blessed by the podcast, please leave a written review and rate the podcast as well. And that would just be super helpful for other people to be able to find the podcast and know if it's going to be for them or not. Um, And it also just blesses me to be able to read, um, you know, your thoughts and what you think and Yeah, it's just an easy way to say thank you if you're enjoying the podcast. Um, But anyways, let's just dive into the episode because I'm just so eager to talk. I I usually write a little uh, outline for myself. And of course, I did write an outline, but I just felt like I just needed to turn the mic on and just start talking um, today. And I'm just praying that God would use my voice and speak right to our hearts So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about those quarterly spiritual disciplines. Um, If you haven't noticed, kind of the way the the series has been going is, you know, we're starting out with like daily practices, and then we're going to weekly practices, and then we're moving into quarterly. And I don't want this to like just be like clanging on the wall and just, you know, just I don't know. I, I think about the Charlie Brown teacher where it's just like, wah, 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 you should do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to just like get to the heart behind this. You know, the reason, you know, that we're doing these practices is that so we can grow deeper and closer in relationship with God um, because that's just like, the first step, you know, like if you look at Matthew, I think it's Matthew six thirty three. I should probably double check that. Um, but I believe that's right. <laughs> it says, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
And all of these things will be given to you as well. And he was talking about like, you know, clothes on our back, food in our stomach, you know, the things that, you know, everybody needs, like our physical needs, like all of our needs are going to be met. God knows that we need them. Um, But there's, you know, two realities going on right now. You know, there's like the spiritual reality and then there's the physical reality and God's calling us into that spiritual reality and wanting us to just grow deeper in our relationship with him um, so that he can show us, you know, how much greater his kingdom is and how he can give us everything that we need. You know, another verse that I sent my sister the other day was like Psalms. Gosh, I, I should probably write down these verses, but it was in Psalms and it said, you know, that It said, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I don't want to misinterpret that, but, you know, he's, he's saying delight in him. Like, like let us, um, experience him. And like, you know, these spiritual disciplines, these spiritual practices are easy ways for us to like really engage with God. And, um, I just, I hope they are simple enough and, um, practical enough to like just actually do, you know, um, so that, yeah, we can take delight in him. And as we do these things, like at first they might just kind of seem daunting, kind of like if you're not already going to the gym, like, you know, going to the gym to work out just sounds like, uh, I know I should do that. Like, I know I should read my Bible. I know I should work out. But honestly, I really don't think those things are going to help me, you know. But once we actually do them, we get to experience like why people say that. And and maybe we don't experience it right away. Maybe it's not some life-changing experience the first time we open up our Bible. And maybe it's not a life-changing experience the first time we go to the gym, you know. It might be a little uncomfortable. It might you might not feel like you're doing it right, you know. But after you, you know, do it a few times, like you get more comfortable and like you kind of like let your walls down a little bit. And I think you will realize um, the benefits of doing these practices. Um, So anyways, I am going to obviously tell you about these practices. I'm just going to just tell you them right now. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about, you know, my experiences right now. So the two practices we're going to be talking about today is fasting and extended times of prayer, um, or this could be like a half day of prayer. And yeah, so we'll get into that and like how you can do that, what you can do, um, when you could do these and, you know, just give you some super practical application. Um, But for now, I did want to just share a little bit about what I mentioned in the podcast before about how I have been um, fasting from social media. And I just wanted to share like my experience with that because I hope it would encourage you um, to maybe do the same. Right. Um, So, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. So I had been feeling called to, kind of take a little retreat with God. Like I wanted to just, you know, I hadn't gotten away, gotten alone with God in a really, in a while, you know, um, 
that was something that I used to do where I would, you know, just kind of take a little personal retreat um, and just do this half day of prayer because it was a practice that I had learned through um, this course that I mentioned before called, um, oh my gosh, Equip Disciple. And um, yeah, so they taught us about this practice of the half day of prayer. And so it's it's something that I have experienced and I've like really enjoyed and I know how helpful it is for me. So anyways, I, lately, you know, or, you know, over the past several months of my life, I've felt the call to do that. And so I did. Um, and that was my trip to Seattle a few um, back in, yeah, a few weeks ago, back at the end of October of 2020. I um, went to Seattle and I um, went to go see Stephen Furtick and the Elevation at the Elevation Nights conference kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of like my extended time of prayer with God um, and a lot of really helpful things came out of that. Mostly, honestly, the spiritual disciplines is what came out of that. Like it just reminded me kind of like to go back to the basics, like that, yes, I need to be reading my Bible. Yes, I need to be med meditating on scripture. I need to be praying. I need to, you know, like join a church because, you know, like there's just so many good things that come from that. And it just will help me develop my relationship with God, be able to impact others, um, you know, be a beacon of light for him um, and all those things. And then, of course, yeah, that extended time of prayer, that was a practice. Um, and obviously you can kind of see they don't all go in order. You know, it was through that extent, <clears throat> excuse me, that extended time of prayer that I remembered <laughs> these spiritual disciplines that are both daily, weekly, and, you know, quarterly. Um, but yeah, so after um, I did that extended time of prayer in Seattle, that my little getaway, and you don't have to get away like that. Um, I, I'll go into that whenever we get into the teaching part. But um, yeah, I wanted to share that. And then I also wanted to share about fasting, you know, Um so as I've mentioned before, I am doing a social media fast right now. And the reason um, is just because I wanted to get closer to God. I wanted to be able to hear God. Like I felt like I was just being really distracted by like my phone. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing. And I actually ended up downloading this audio book um, called... I think it's like 40 days of fasting from social media. <laughs> um, but it's it's a Christian, you know, book. And it's basically like a 40-day devotional. And so I'm just listening to it um, one day at a time. And so that's been helpful as far as guiding me because, yeah, I did decide to fast from social media for 40 days. Um, and, yeah, so the book, the book has been helpful because it's kind of reminding me that, yeah, even TV – can be like a distraction um, or a way to escape. Um, and it's kind of like the book is like guiding you before you start the fast to like just take inventory of all the things that you are doing to distract yourself from the, your relationship with God. Um, and so, yeah, I've set some parameters like I'm not watching my 
trash television shows and not even just trash, but like my shows that really aren't helping me grow, you know, so I'm, I'm not watching those. Um, I'm not watch like on YouTube. I'm not getting on any of my, uh, I'm telling on myself it's so embarrassing, but like my little gossip channels, like, and I w- was watching like bachelor in paradise and y'all don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just really telling on myself today. So yeah, all these things that are just really not helping me grow in my faith, um, I'm fasting from, okay? Um, And yeah, so those are the things I've been fasting from. And I wanted to share like a few really, really awesome things that have happened since then just to excite you, entice you, and (laughs) encourage you to participate in these spiritual disciplines. So Yeah, the first thing that has happened is I went to church at a church that I actually was seeking membership at before the pandemic hit. Like I had just finished the membership classes and then the pandemic hit and the church closed. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I went to church um, this past Sunday. I'm recording this on a Thursday, so it was like the second week of November, just for clarity. But anyway, so I went to church with my younger sister who's nine years younger than me. I'm 34. She's 26. And, um, you know, she's kind of in a little, not really crossroads, but a a little bit, you know, she's trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And anyway, so we went to church on Sunday and basically we're entering into like a mentor type of relationship now where I'm going to be meeting with her once a week. Um, either over Zoom or in person, hopefully going to church and then talking after that. So, you know, I I used to be really close with my sister before me and my um, husband got married. And, you know, like, I guess in my mind, I guess priorities kind of changed. But, you know, it's I just think that, you know, I've been so focused on like, my business before, like whenever I was, um, before I had Malachi, like I was so focused on like these business ventures and helping people like with through fitness and through faith. But, you know, I didn't really realize that, you know, like my own family is a place of impact, you know, and helping my sister, you know, that's just so, such a blessing for me. And, you know, for her, like I, I know if I had a big sister, I would want her to help me. And so anyways, it's just really awesome that because I'm not so distracted by all these, you know, useless things like and and not saying that they're bad. They're just, you know, they're I can just be way more present in my own life. Like. So anyways, yeah, I'm I went to church with my sister. That was a really awesome thing that happened as a result of the fast. Um, another thing that happened is I've just been more present with like random strangers. So, for example, I was dropping off my son at his daycare. He goes like two days a week to like this parent day, parents day out program, and so I was dropping him off. And I passed this woman's like minivan, and on the back of her minivan, it had a bumper sticker that said, "I used to be cool." And I just, you know, kind of chuckled because I just thought that was funny because I I feel that way sometimes. Like, I used to be cool. <laughs> and then I saw on the other side of her, you know, back window, she had another sticker that said, normalize sobriety. 
And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So after we both dropped off our kids, like I stopped her in the parking lot, which I normally don't do. I don't really talk to a ton of people at the at the daycare. I know. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. A little antisocial sometimes. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, stopped and talked to her for a few minutes and just asked her like about the sticker. And she said that, you know, she had been sober for like four or five years and you know, we just connected a little bit and it was just really cool because because I wasn't so distracted by all of these little things like or even social media or whatever. Like I was actually I paused long enough like to have a conversation. And then the last story I'm going to tell is one when I was leaving the gym the other day, um, I had passed this woman who was uh, sitting outside, I guess, on like her walker and she was it looked like she was probably waiting for a ride um waiting for someone to come pick her up and you know she was like an elderly woman but the last time I saw her I felt like God calling me to talk to her but I ignored it and I was like no God send someone else to talk to her like almost like he was telling me like she needed some encouragement you know and so yeah, I ignored it and I left. And and yeah, so it was the same woman um, just this week, you know, a couple yesterday actually. <laughs> um, and so I, I saw her again. And when I looked at her, she reminded me of my grandma because um, just the way her eyes kind of looked and her, um, her bangs. Uh, my grandma, you know, used to wear a wig and she had bangs and uh, my grandma has passed away, but anyway, so I saw her and it just kind of reminded me of that kindness of my, my grandma's face. And, um, and I felt that like, as I walked past her, I felt that, that God hit again, telling me to go speak with her. And I just like, I was having, I mean, this week has been pretty rough, you know, we're going through a pretty crazy time right now. Um, but thank God I'm feeling really great today. Um, anyway, so I go to my car and I'm like, no, God, I can't talk to her. Send someone else to talk to her. <laughs> and then, you know, I feel like his spirit's telling me, um, go talk to her. You know, like it's it's like almost like it's getting louder inside of me, like this feeling or this calling to go talk to her. So I get out of my car and I walk back over. Um, I'm like, my, I'm parked around the side of the building so she can't really see where my car is. But so I walked to where I could see her. Um, and I look and I'm like, oh, she's wearing headphones. I'm like, she's wearing headphones, God. I can't, you know, like I can't talk to her. She's She has headphones on. And, and so I walk back to my car. I, I don't know if I got in it again, but then I just feel like that call again. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to say to her? And he's like, just go talk to her, like go pray for her. And so I finally got the courage to like go over there and like ask her to, you know, take her headphone down and just basically laid out what that I felt like God wanted me to talk to her and asked if she had anything she wanted me to pray for her for. And we ended up praying together. You know, she asked for some prayers for her home, for guidance. And she had actually been there's a dialysis center across the street from the gym and she had been at that dialysis center and she's waiting for, I guess, a kidney, um, getting to get a transplant. Um, 
And so, yeah, like, I mean, I, I get to hear about her story. We just have this moment together and I don't know. It just was like better than any Instagram like <laughs> you could get, you know, it was just this really awesome moment where I was obedient to that call in my spirit and she was, you know, blessed by that experience from what I could tell. And, you know, she's just like, after, you know, I was about to leave, she's like, that was really nice. And <laughs> it just, it just felt great. So I know I'm like, I feel like sometimes I just go on and on, but hopefully, um, I wish we could talk together. I wish this was a two-way conversation, but, um, anyway, so I hope that encourages you to, if you're feeling a pull to get off social media or to give up anything that's distracting you from being present in your own life, um, to do that. So yeah, let's dive in. So the first, you know, spiritual discipline I mentioned is, uh, fasting. So let's talk about what you can fast, right? So we're trying to fast things that distract us from God. Um, and so this could be a number of different things. And I, you know, I'm not prepared to like give you a whole, you know, how to list, but I'm going to just kind of give you some cliff notes. Um, so fasting, right? Like you could do, you could fast a meal, you know, just one meal, um, and use that. So for example, like if you're doing a quiet time in the morning, um, or you're doing, you know, your half day of prayer, um, or if you're just spending some really, you know, a couple hours in the morning, really focusing on your relationship with God and you want to just really like, um, yeah, not be distracted by food. Maybe you just fast one meal, or if you have never fasted food before, maybe you just start by fasting one meal, or maybe you fast just during the day and then you break your fast in the evening. There's there's things you could do like that, right? Um, it doesn't have to be like a 40-day fast of food. Um, and I definitely would recommend talking to a doctor before you do these things. Um, and of course, consulting with God and, you know, letting him guide you on, you know, what he wants you to fast and how long he wants you to fast and that kind of thing. And, um, Lord willing, you have some wise counsel to also talk to about this. Um, just because I, you know, obviously there's been some people who have, you know, done some crazy things and I don't want anybody to do anything that's unhealthy. Um, I'm not an expert. I am just, speaking from experience. So I just, you know, please do your own research as well. Don't take everything I say at face value. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not God. And I'm not some expert on everything. I am, you know, just like you, another human who is seeking after God. Um, so anyways, <laughs> so yeah, you, you could fast for, you know, different time periods. You could do like, just like I said, like where you're just fasting from something for a few hours or an entire day or, you know, a few days or a week or a month or 40 days, you know, or an entire year, right? There's the different lengths of time that you could fast, okay? And then there's the different things that you can fast, right? Um, for example, you know, since this podcast is about drinking, <laughs> um, or not drinking, 
Um, you could obviously fast from alcohol, right? And that would be something you could fast. You could fast from um, any other substance that, you know, is taking the place of God. Uh, that could be sugar. You know, a lot of people are eating their feelings. And I'm not saying that in like a judgmental way. I'm just saying like that's, you know, something that can happen, right? Um, we can, you know, uh, replace God with um, social media, right? Like we're we're just looking for um, something to fill like that void that God only can fill. Um, and so, yeah, there's different things that you could fast, right? And then so when should you fast? Um, and for me, like it's something that just kind of felt like like it's something I'm I, I was continually reminded of like my podcast mentor, she started to fast. Like she literally actually, I think she might've deleted social media completely and stopped using it for her business. Um, and all she's using is her podcast. But yeah, so her saying that she was quitting social media or quitting Instagram gave me that extra push. Like, oh, okay, this is really, you know, this has been something that's on my heart. I really need to go ahead and take action. And I, and I did, you know. Um, so it, again, when is like when you are feeling that, that, mm, that pressing down or that conviction in your spirit that I need to fast from this specific thing. And then, you know, like asking God, like, you know, how long do you want me to fast from this? And for me, I I felt in my spirit, it was 40 days. Um, And yeah, and so um, again, when that could be whenever you feel that pressing or if you are feeling very unclear, like you're having like a a lot of, uh, (laughs) I don't know the right word, but you're not, you don't have clarity, right? And you're looking for clarity. That would be a great time to fast so you can focus on praying um, and seeking God. Um, Another, you know, reason you could fast is if you were, so my husband used to do this in the beginning of our marriage, like once a month, him and one of his friends would fast one day for their wives. And so like they would just fast from food and you know, of course, every time they wanted to eat, they would pray for their wife. Um, so that's another, you know, way you could do it. Like when you could do it, it could be a monthly thing that you do. Um, of course, this is under my quarterly disciplines. Um, I think it just depends, you know, but, but yeah, so that's, that's fasting in a nutshell. I hope I explained that well enough. And then, the next part of this training is about extended times of prayer and half day of prayer. And so I wanted to talk about again, like um, how we can do this, when we can do this and, you know, like what it is. So, so grab your notebook and pen and get ready to take some notes on this part as well. So I am actually looking at my book on this, um, my equip disciple, you know, lesson book and just how, um, yeah, like, so let's just start with like, 
when should you do this or why, you know, why do this? Um, so I'm actually just going to read straight from this and I'll try to make it as exciting as possible. So just a couple quotes. It says, I never thought a day could make such a difference. A friend said to me, a friend said to me, my relation, my relationship to everyone seems improved. Why don't I do it more often? Comments like this come from those who set aside a personal day of prayer. With so many activities, important ones, clamming for our time, real prayer is considered more of a luxury than a necessity. How much more so spending a day in prayer? The Bible gives us three time guides for personal prayer. A command to pray without ceasing, the spirit of prayer, keeping so in tune with God that we can lift our hearts in requests and praise anytime throughout the day. There is also the practice of a quiet time or a morning watch seen in the life of David, of Daniel, and of the Lord Jesus. This daily time specified for meditation in the word of God and prayer is indispensable to the growing, healthy Christian. Then there are examples in scripture of extended time given to prayer alone. Jesus spent whole nights praying. Nehemiah prayed certain days upon hearing the plight of Jerusalem. Three times Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights alone with God. I believe it was in these special times of prayer that God made known his ways and his plans to Moses. He allowed Moses to look through a chink in the fence and gain special insight while the rank and file Israelites saw only the acts of God as they unfolded day by day. So that was just kind of like an intro. But yeah, so why why a day of prayer? Like why take this expen- extended time of prayer? Why take this time from a busy life? What is it for? One, it's for extended fellowship with God. Beyond your morning devotions, it means just playing, being, and thinking about God. God has called us into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Like many personal relationships, this fellowship is nurtured by spending time together. God takes special notes of time when his people reverence him and think upon his name. Two, for a renewed perspective. Like flying over the battlefield in a renaissance plane, a day of prayer gives opportunity to think of the world from God's point of view, especially when going through some difficulty. We need this perspective to sharpen our vision of the unseen to let the immediate, tangible things drop into the proper place. Our spiritual disciplines, I'm sorry, our spiritual defenses are strengthened while we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Three, for catching up on intercession, um, meaning catching up on um, like praying for your friends, you know, or um, non-Christian friends and relatives that you, you know, want to come in a relationship with God for praying for like pastors, for neighbors, for, you know, just different people that you know need prayer. You know, there's so many people with so many things going on. We all have so many things going on. This is a great time, you know, spending this extended time of prayer to pray for other people. Um, and then for, for prayerful consideration of our own lives before the Lord. So this is a great way to take personal inventory and evaluation. Um, you will especially want to take a day of prayer when facing important decisions. 
as well as on a periodic basis. On such a day, you can evaluate evaluate where you are in relation to your goals and get direction from the Lord and his word. Promises are there for you and me, just as they have been for um, these other people that he lists, and I have no idea who they are. (laughs) And it is in our times alone with God that he gives inner assurance of his promises to us. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I think that just makes so much sense um, to take, you know, personal inventory on our lives and to get direction from God. Like, so this is where I'm at right now, God. Like, where do you want me to go? Like, we just, unless we really make that time, we just don't have the time to think about those things. You know, sometimes we're just going day by day and not really um, considering like, what the vision God has for us is. And and then number five, it says for adequate preparation. Nehemiah, after spending certain days seeking the Lord in prayer, was called in before the king. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to God to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and he outlined his plan. Then Nehemiah says, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. When did God put in Nehemiah's this plan? I believe it was when he fasted and prayed and waited on God. Then when the day came for action, he was ready. I heard a boy ask a pilot if it took quick thinking to land his plane when something went wrong. The pilot answered that no, he knew at all times where he would put down if something went wrong. He had that thought out ahead of time. So it should be in our Christian life. If God has given us plans and purposes in those times alone, we will be ready when opportunities come to move right into it. We won't have to say, I'm not prepared. The reason many Christians are dead to opportunities is not because they are not mentally alert, but they are simply unprepared in heart. Preparation is made when we get alone with God. That is kind of like the why behind it, right? And now we're going to talk about how. So how do you go about it? Having set aside a day or portion of a day for prayer, pack a lunch and start out. Find a place where you can be alone, away from distractions. This may be a wooded area near home or your backyard. An outdoor spot is excellent if you can find it, but don't get sidetracked into nature studies and fritter away your time. If you find yourself watching the squirrels or the ants, direct your observation by reading Psalm 104 and meditating on the power of God in creation. Take along a Bible, a notebook, and a pencil, a hymn book, and perhaps a devotional book. Even if you have all day, you will want to use it profitably, so lose no time in starting and start purposefully. Um, So... I'm going to kind of give you the three parts quickly about how, you know, how you could spend your day in prayer. Um, So if you're taking notes, it's going to be three different parts with little A, B, and C sections. So how do we spend our day in prayer? So one, wait on the Lord. A, to realize his presence. B, to be cleansed. C, to worship him. Man, I just want to kind of like talk about that a little bit because... I'll say that when I was having my, you know, time with God, I think that portion of like waiting on the Lord, like I I was feeling so discouraged and kind of like disappointed in myself. Um, 
and just like a failure. But once, you know, like, I guess I felt like once I had like waited on the Lord, realized his presence and realized, you know, like that his grace is sufficient and that there's no condemnation in Jesus, you know, like Jesus doesn't just forgive us that one time, like he continually forgives us. Um, I, that's what it makes me think of when it says, uh, wait on the Lord to be cleansed and then wait on the Lord to worship him. This book has like several, it, it goes into detail, but I just, you know, I, I don't want to be just uh, reading from this book this whole time. So yeah, so the first part is to just wait on God, you know, and that might be like listening to worship music. That might be just, you know, sitting in silence and just breathing and just trying to connect with God um, and, again, worshiping Him. Two, it says to um, the second part of your, you know, your three parts of extended time with God. Part two is to pray for others. A, ask for specific things for them. B, use Paul's prayer for others. C, ask for others what you are praying for yourself. Um, that's awesome. That's pretty self-explanatory, I think. You could also um, take prayer requests from people before you do this. And then um, and then obviously pray for them during this time, right? And I actually did that the first time. Um, and my hairdresser, I remember this, she had asked, she had asked for um, prayer to get pregnant. And lo and behold, she did get pregnant. And that was just a cool answered prayer to see. Um, And then so three, pray for yourself, um, for guidance and wisdom. That's A, guidance and wisdom. B, for godliness. C, for your concerns and needs. So that's just a quick how you can do it. And then again, when should you do this? Like when do you feel, when you're feeling that call to just get alone with God? You could put this in your calendar to do, you know, every quarter or, you know, I bet you after you do it the first time, you're going to want to do it every month, you know, and that's kind of something I want to do. I'm not sure I will. Um, Obviously, it does take some discipline, but just putting it in your calendar, you know, um, to do, you know, maybe you do it every other month or maybe you just do it every, you know, every three months, something like that. Um, Yeah, that's that's an easy way to do it. It's just to plug it into your calendar um, and just plan for it, right? Plan for that time. You don't have to actually leave town. You could just, you know, go to a park and do this um, and, and, or do it at your house if no one's home, Um, but just plan for it, right? And especially when you're facing big decisions, like it was saying, um, Oh, I can't remember who who he was talking about, but when you're facing when you're facing big decisions in your life, it's a really great thing to you know take that extended time of prayer and ask God for guidance and and yeah, so that that's it for today. Your homework is to just press in and ask God like what is he calling you to do to grow in your relationship with him? You know, maybe that is just like something as simple as starting a daily quiet time. And again, I feel like I had kind of fallen off of this. And like what I had been doing was just like I Malachi was going through like a sleep regression. And, you know, I could think of all types of excuses that are, yes, they're valid. But regardless, I, I know that it's just not enough to read just like a devotional. And that's kind of what I was doing is 
you know, some days when I didn't have enough time to actually open my Bible, I was just reading my devotional, but it really just doesn't feel like it was enough because this week when I intentionally opened my Bible and spent that time reading a scripture and like praying to God, like it literally made such a difference. Um, like, and I was so grateful. I was like, wow, like this is not just like something you should do. It's, it's something that's really beneficial. And yeah, I just want to, you know, keep that front and center of mind is these disciplines, they don't sound fun or exciting, but they are good. And, you know, they're, they're so they're so good for us to be able to experience God more and to grow closer and deeper with him and they might not be some crazy miraculous healing um you know that we can that we read in like the old testament but but they are like worthwhile and they're ways for us to participate in in God with God in whatever miracle he wants to do in your life you know so I just want to implore you and encourage you to, to ask God what he wants you to do. Is there any of these holy habits that you aren't doing um, or that you um, are feeling called to do? And I just pray that you would just take that step of obedience and just watch how God blesses you. Um, yeah, so that's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will... Talk to you next week. Have a blessed day. Bye now.